And welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 413. I'm going to be joined by my man, Jay Sohn, in just a moment where, even if I do say we're going to be doing three books, we're actually doing two, we had problems once again with this darn recording software, and it ended up getting very janky, as I explained it at the end of the podcast. But we're going to end up having two books here, which you probably know already because of the title of the podcast, but they are Captain America Symbol of Truth number two, the Sam Wilson Cat book, and the variants number one, the Jessica Jones book by Gail Simone. Originally we had also done Venom, Lethal Protector, number three, which Jason liked enough to spoiler alert, it was his book of the week. I didn't like it at all, and we ended up arguing and yelling at each other about it, but that seems to be lost into the ether. So that is out. And I'm gonna try Maybe try to get it. I don't know. It ended up where everything was all choppy and it just was awful. Started out in the middle of our variance review. So you might hear me splicing some things in. And actually, I had to come back and re-record my outro of that with my score and my thoughts. But that's kind of behind the veil, right? That's stuff that you don't look behind the curtain. I pull in the levers and stuff, but hey, I already let it out of the bag. But before we go into this week's show please go over to twitter at ws marvel comics follow us we'll follow you back follow back policy right there go to our website weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com where you can get reviews for some of the books each and every week usually or mostly done by gabe i have not done a marvel written review in quite some time and even struggle to keep up with my dc comic duties as well because we have so many podcasts where they all go where are these podcasts you talk about they're on our patreon Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where we have a plethora times 10 podcast. And we do usually have about 60 to 70 unique shows each month. It's crazy. One of the big things that we talk about each week here is that each Thursday night, we end up having our badass Patreon only spotlight show, where two books of that week's books picked on a poll on the Patreon by the badasses of Get Fresh Crow. Those two are featured in that, and me and Jason did end up doing that. And the books that they picked this week, Mech Strike Monster Hunters, number one, a book that I will not remember the title by the end of the podcast. You'll hear that, but also Iron Cat, number one, that I really enjoyed. Jason enjoyed it, too, and he actually, me and him were both surprised that we didn't mind Mech Strike Monster Hunters, number one. It's what it is. It's not really geared to be for hardcore continuity fans or anything like that it's to have almost like an all-ages book where you just shove a bunch of the avengers and mech suits and have them fight it out with villains and mech suits with magic involved as well so we had a good enough time with that but all that said and done as i said i wish that this was a longer show it is not because of a little bit of the recording snafus but we still end up these two books so i hope you enjoy us talking about these books right about now and i'm here with jason what up jason not too very much jim how are you this fine summer day lovely lovely we have 
three books here for everyone to enjoy. Uh, a number one, a number two, and a number three. We have all of those. We're not going to go in those order, though, but we actually have that going on. Mix it up a little bit. Be creative. You know, a big uh, return for Gail Simone of the big two here, it seems, having the variants, the book that is the Jessica Jones book. But we're going to start off with Captain America, Symbol of Truth, number two. If you're not aware, that is the Sam Wilson book. And you said before that maybe they should put his name in that so that people can get the straight I'm a simple man jim i like to know which book is which and no one's gonna remember which is which maybe as we go through that you'll start to remember but i don't know we'll have to see how that goes but it's written by tochi one abuchi art by rb silva letters by vc's joe caramagna colors by jesus Urbatov. when captain american falcon followed a tip from misty knight about a smuggling operation in the america southwest they expected to find unauthorized doses of the super soldier serum. Instead, they found a freight train full of apparent migrants, including Falcon's cousin, Luisa, being attacked by mysteriously nondescript henchmen. Captain America and Falcon split up to try to solve the mystery, with Cap going through the government channels and Falcon looking out for the migrants. Meanwhile, the White Wolf has taken a keen interest in the growing social movement known as Wakanda forever wakandan forever and has enlisted crossbones to help sow hmm. unrest so we go into this is it supposed to say wakandan forever or is that a typo and maybe it's supposed to be because it's they're not really going for wakanda themselves it seems to be that huh. the, the wakandans around are like hey we might be in america but we're wakandan forever i don't know it, this gets very wonky the idea, and I know that Gabe put it in his review on the site, the idea that nobody's going back to Misty Night and saying, what did you get? Where did you get that information? That's a big point of this, where I would think that they would go and check into that. But instead, they're just separating and going. You can almost guess that Sam dealt with that. But that's my problem. There's a bunch of jumps in here where yeah, it's, it's hard to figure out what really is going sense on. What's going on. And we go, I mean, right on the cover, we got Deadpool already. It's issue number two. It seems awful early in the run of a story to say, hey, let's let's mix it up and throw in, you know, Deadpool the Deadpool doesn't the mouth. need to be in this. That's one of the problems here. It really doesn't. And it doesn't really feel like Deadpool. Now, I, I would complain if it was over the top Deadpool. This just feels like it could have been most characters throwing a couple jokes because it's Deadpool. But why do you have to have them here now with all of that? So you can put them on the cover. Yeah, with all of that going, and, and again, does Deadpool really sell anymore on a cover? I, I don't know. I really don't because his regular books don't sell anymore. So I mean, it's it's too early in the run for them even to know. Oh, the sales aren't great. We need to throw in a guest star. It's only issue number two, so this had to be the plan right out of the gate. But the weird play here, in my mind, we'll go back to like the setup here, and you know, instead of going really page for page, but when we go, the idea that they go and get this train. The train that's supposed to have the super soldier serum in it. Now, you can go with the one thing that the White Wolf has set this up because he seems to be setting these things up where he's screwing with Falcon, but also wanting to get on the news. Oh, these migrants, these migrants, so that they'll shut the border. That seems to be something that he's doing. But yeah, we get this. He's, we, he keeps talking to uh, Crossbones, is his henchman, right? He's talking to Crossbones. He's not explaining his plan, but he's very much saying, I have a plan. We're, we're putting what? putting down some breadcrumbs to fatten the sow and the sow was captain america and it, it's the metaphor doesn't really work but the idea is i have a plan okay and the weird play is as you go and you have falcon he's off at this you know metahuman black ops prison off the book steel and at the end it does look like 
you have them there, crossbones and yeah, they, you know, for that most seems of that weird. attack, the people attacking are only shown in kind of weird silhouette. But at the end, it looks like it's it's White Fox and wait, not White Fox, White Panther and crossbones, and they took down the whole. It's White Wolf. Prison, I think is himself. how White they Wolf. call it. Oh it's gosh. very odd, but yeah, yeah, it looks like they were there at the prison. That they're the ones there now. With that. Do you think that any of the super soldier serum is anything, or do you think that's all a ruse? My my theory is, so we know that these migrants are now in this kind of a hospital slash prison thing where the bad guy is also housed right next to them, the one that has the same name as everybody else. I don't know why he'd also be in the same place, but he's there. My theory is that these people are kind of sick. They've been dosed with something. I think that the super soldier serum has been broken to pieces. I think and they, they each all have, have a piece of it in them. That's what I think is the deal. Now, so with that, it kind of gets convoluted because I think when they show that the, oh my God, you know, blood anomaly, I think that each of them has a separate component. They right. end up getting them. They draw out their blood, maybe kill them. I don't know how they work it, but they end up being able to combine right. it. It's then almost that that like was. those awful stories about the drug mules who hide the cocaine in unpleasant places. And this and is like the, the crazy deal. It'd be like a bunch of mules that have all the components of meth in, right. in their rectums. And uh, But with that, <laughs> I was, though- I wasn't actually going to say rectums. I was kind of being hinting at it, but okay. That's, that's the weird the play here. And that's why, and again, I'm going to go back, and I'm glad you said, because I think that's the case as well. And going back to Gabe's review saying, oh, they didn't go to Misty and yell at Misty. I think it's because you did have, you end up, and it doesn't make sense in the story because they should be, What's going on? But I think that in the roundabout deal, they don't want right. to have it. That I mean, you you could there's there's too much going on in the situation. But you could have a scene saying, "Oh, Misty, what's up? I'm, I had my my intel seems good. I don't know why. What's wrong? Are you sure? You sure you checked everything on the train? You didn't miss something? That would have made it make more sense, right? So her her story is they were they were working in a factory, and I forget the word she uses, but it means like a foreign owned factory. And so people came in and and kind of captured them dosed them with some stuff. But then she says they escaped. This one woman helped them escape and they escaped onto the train. So the woman was the setup to get them on the train, to get them there and all that. And in the meantime, I think It seems so. It seems like the woman was probably not on the up and up. She was probably part of the- She's part of the white wall steel. And and to, to get all this is what I think would be the case. So yeah. So we're in agreement that we do think that the intel was right. They just didn't read the, you know, the, the small print. That you got the components, but they're in the people. But even then, they're also using it as a migrants bad, you know, immigrants. So let's close the border. That seems to be yeah, on the side there to as get well. Into that social relevance, but side I also thing, think which, that yeah. that's trying to get to to cap a bit. The idea of this, I think, is being played out too loosey goosey. There's too many things involved. Even then, when you get Sam going off to Latveria to then grab Deadpool because he's there to take down this gun runner guy and it's vibranium. And I, I just think that the problem here is you have too many things. Uh, you know, Tochi here is, is throwing mystery on mystery without giving us any sort of real info. And I think it's not playing out as well as uh, I'm afraid that they think that it is. I mean, you're going to end up people like, eh, this is confusing. I'm out of here. But he, you have Sam go to Latveria Seemingly, to, because it seems like he has gotten intel that there's some Again, we, working we going really on with the super soldier panel that serum. says that. So we have Deadpool ask, "So what's in Latveria?" You're know, asking Sam, and uh, he says, "Well, 
I was hoping one of these kind fellas, meaning the, the goons they're all killing, would tell me. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling but you, he ends up talking there, there to the senator. There must have been something linking them, but we we didn't get we don't get to see that. We don't get lit on let in on that. It, it seems I think that they say it, but not in a great way. He doesn't explain anything. He's talking to the senator, says somebody's getting the super soldier serum. Then he goes and asks Deadpool and says, "I'm looking for who's trying to buy some super soldier serum on the black mm-hmm. market." I guess meaning this guy that Deadpool had gone after. But they never really say that. He's not looking for Deadpool, right? It's like, it's, oh, he just no, happens to Deadpool's win it to Deadpool. just there. He didn't know that he was going to be there. Deadpool seems like he has been hired to go and kill this guy in the same point where, you know, Sam is there to see what's going on because this guy's supposedly getting super soldier serum. It's not really well spelled out. And then you get you know, this guy's guy's attacked and you end up having a team up of Sam, Cap and Deadpool. And it, it's just not that fun. It really isn't that fun. They they end up shooting some guys on the stairs. Then they, they have to get to the roof to get out of there. And so you really have that just continue to go on where we go back to Falcon, who, again, I mean, there's so many mysteries and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And I think that he's adding too much into the scenario of the cousin, the border deal. The idea of White Wolf, Super Soldier Serum, now Vibranium, this whole, and it may tie in. I'm not telling anybody that it's not going to tie up. It may, but it, it's taking too long. It, it's already too long. Right. It's which mystery is which mystery. We're all so tangled in each other that the story is, is hard to it's follow. It's a shame that you don't start with a very easy to follow two, three issue story. Or, or have the mysteries branch out one after each other rather than here's all the mysteries on top of each other. I think that he wants this to be something that, you know, goes on and on and on. I think that he just doesn't quite get the idea of, okay, I have, to, I, I think he wants to throw it all together to make it this crazy myth, but who's going to stick around if it gets that confusing? And again, you're having these two cat books Give us some fun or something with that before you get into this, what could end up being a long form story of all this mystery. And I just I don't know why they're playing it like this where and that's why I think that Deadpool's in here. I think that Deadpool's supposed to be, well, this is pretty heavy stuff and we're going to go and this. So let's throw Deadpool in and have some fun. But it's not that fun. He's really not that fun in this it doesn't add anything to the story no and and with that with the mystery deal you're you're already like i I don't understand what's going i guess he gives sam somebody to talk to that's really his only role here is to have somebody that that sam can say something to while he kills all these dudes you know there's deadpool just happens to be there just happens to have a knife in his gut and a knife up his rectum again the rectums that's the theme for today's show yeah they're trying to get out of there and and you do you do end up having that deal reset with Falcon and he's talking to his cousin. You get that idea. Okay. Yeah. I think that the migrants, the, the people in that train each had a component of the super soldier serum and that was the play. But you then go off to the guy who was the only one who came through this. That was the guy, you know, attacking that train. And they were these nondescript things. Like they said, and you get that white wolf. He hired them to do that. Again, nothing connects well in yeah, my it, mind. It I'm seems just being that, told. that white wolf and crossbones now kill the one remaining goon who is left alive. They end up killing them there. And I think that this whole facility is run by white wolf. I really do. Uh, and I, because I they don't be. even know where it is. And you end up having Falcon there. And he's like, 
you know what, this is an off the books deal. So what are you going to tell me that I don't have authorization? I actually feel like this is some, again, though, it's wonky. And so you end up where they report, got him. Sounds like easy E. They kill this guy and report in. That's where you have this big report. and You end up having Falcon go grab his cousin Louisa and cause an explosion and then get the hell out of there. Flies out. And as you see him crash through a window, then you end up having White Wolf. Aren't there lots and lots of other migrants here, too? Yeah, that's what I was like. He just left them behind. He's like, screw (laughs) those guys. I'm taking my one cousin and we're splitting. Seriously, 100% think that the super soldier serum is in each of these people. But when you take Louisa out of the mix here, you would think if that's the plan of White Mm -hmm. Wolf, he'd be concerned with that. Like, oh, man, there goes part of our Yeah, maybe he doesn't know that next. Maybe that'll be the next plot point is, oh, we need to get back the one missing factor. Yeah, I'm thinking that he actually is involved in that. That, Like, I'm telling you, this whole idea, if you end up not having him involved, I think that he has the super soldier serum. He's trying to pull that out and try to get there. Because, again, when you end up having Sam talk about the vibranium and say they can't get that out of wakanda that doesn't leave well a white wolf might be able to do that because he's got ins in wakanda mm-hmm. i think that mm-hmm. all of this is his plan i think that everything going on super soldier serum these things cap vibra- it's all him trying but it it never connects and, and it's really right. confusing and then at the end of the issue we get another villain thrown in <laughs> Too because much going on. The Deadpool and Sam, they get in a helicopter, they get X, you know, X filled, and they go to fly out, but they're stopped by what looks like Latvarian helicarriers, and they have to land, and they're confronted by Doom, who says, What are you doing here? Yeah, he's like, You're not allowed to be here. This is an international, uh, you know, controversy. Uh, but again, this may end up playing out. You may end up by the end of this go, Oh my God, like this connected. This is something where, like, a a Christopher Priest, when he was doing, if you read the the uh, Deathstroke book at okay. uh, DC, things were wonky, wonky. Oh, my God, this was clever. It worked out. But how can you expect people to put that trust in? And most people don't know this writer. This writer hasn't done a lot. So I don't know. I Even don't have a track record. All come together in a couple issues. This one issue, I think we made it make more sense than it really does, because we came up with some theories to fill in all the gaps and figure out what links together. But just as reading it, it's not a well-constructed issue. Yeah, it's weird. And things just seem thrown. Deadpool's out of nowhere. That's fine. I mean, you only it's not like you're, you know, 30 issues in and then he just shows up, but he's there. If he were the only kind of wild card in the issue, that would work. But there's all these other wild cards and it's, it's confusing. And I always say, like, the idea where some writers think that a mystery is withholding info, that's not right. a mystery. That's confusion. That is... I can't. We're trying to play along. And maybe we are. Maybe we're going to find out again. Maybe by the end, we're like, yeah, that was cool. We figured some things out and whatnot. But even me and you, as we're talking, I'm trying to figure out you have this facility. It just says, you know, Commission on Superhuman Activities Facility, undisclosed location. They're there. And at the end, it does not look like White Wolf and Crossbones are hiding there. Like, ooh, we were hiding in the corner and came out. It looks like they're just no, waltzing they around yeah. and they're just there. I wasn't even sure they were there at first. I thought yeah, this might be just weird. like, oh, they're they're back in their lair watching on video cameras, but it looks like they're physically watching Falcon fly away. I mean, they end up, Falcon blows up the deal and flies out a broken window and they're there watching right, so That's why I'm going back and there's lots of characters only shown in silhouette. So I'm yeah. trying to go back and match up. Are some of those characters- Yeah, I don't think White any of Wolf them are. And- Crossbones? No, I don't think so. Crossbones, he's not 
disguised. If if you no. walk around a corner, <laughs> well, he's, he's got the mask on, but it's his big I'm Crossbones mask. Falcon yeah. comes around a corner and like bumps into Crossbones with caught co- like he's getting coffee. He's got it's lunchtime. He's got his lunch. Oh, I got the there's trouble like that. The whole thing is blown. It's like in, in, in Cloud City, right? You yeah. walk around a corner. Hey, that's there's Darth Vader. Darth Vader. You get yeah. on. He draws. Right. <laughs> Venice, but you end up again, like they're just waltzing around <laughs> like they own the place. I mean, really, they own the place. We it seems. We don't know do they waltz around know. because we only see them in one panel. They just happen to be there to watch Falcon leaving. Them right at the spot where Falcon grabbed Louisa, blew up things and go, and they're, and they're not disguised at all. I mean, even White Wolf still has like his Wakandan sash on him. What is going on here? Uh, but yeah, it's a little confusing. So maybe Maybe and hopefully the next issue will start to tie some things in because you can't go that long with just confusion. When you're the writer, you have to realize it might be fun to you because you know how it ends. You know what's being set up. As a reader, it gets very frustrating. It gets very angry, especially when there's two cat books out, one having Steve Rogers. So you might already be fighting an uphill battle. You're not a well-known writer. You got a lot stacked against you. Come on, come out here and show us why we need this right. book we, we and why we should buy that, it. That Mech Strike book being super, super straightforward, right? No mysteries, just A, B, C, it all connects. This is way in the other direction. So maybe a li- borrow a little from that simple get your story across way of telling a story. Yeah, again, if I was the editor, I would say, listen, you got to have a couple issues, a little mini arc. Let's show everybody why. You are a good writer and how you know Sam and that this is the book to get. I mean, I know that they're the same company, but you have to think that if I'm writing it, it's a full out war. I mean, me writing Sam, I'm like, I am taking down Steve Rogers. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I'm going to take him down. And I, that's how I would go. It would be complete. And I would show everybody immediately like this is the cool deal. And, you know, when they did that in that zero issue enough, they did that enough to show, OK, both these characters pretty cool. They're doing some things, some fun mm-hmm. stuff, and then kind of went off in this mystery too soon. You got to set up a basis. This is a foundation of sand a bit here because I'm confused. But what would you give it overall? I think there's some strange art choices. There's some really weird, wonky, not working storytelling. I was very confused all the way through. I think you and I talked it through enough where we kind of have an idea what's going on, but it shouldn't take that much work. For a comic book. And this is, so I give it a four and a half out of 10. Really? I'm actually going a little better than that. I'm going to go as a, uh, and just to push my deal, this is a Kiss My Grit six. I, and it's going a lot with me having theories, hoping they're right. Another thing is, I, I really wish that they would have spelled out more and given newer readers, because some people don't know this version of, say, Falcon and their connection and then things. And that kind of got pushed really quick. Yeah, true. I mean, He's got his whole separate storyline in this issue. They're not even together on panel. And I wish that you would have set something up more of, you know, Falcon himself. And as I say Falcon, I mean Falcon. I'm not talking Sam because people know Sam. And even if you don't know him as Cap. Yeah, this is Joaquin, this Falcon, right? Joaquin Torres. Yeah, I wish that you would have set a little bit that. Maybe have that as that first, like I said, a three, two issue arc, something like that. Kind of work that out, but... We'll see. It, it could end up working out, but I don't think that Deadpool did anything for it. That is kind of a disappointment as well. But we will move on to the next book, which is what? This is The Variants, number one. It is written by Gail Simone, art by one of my favorites, Phil Noto, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, 
And the blurb says, Jessica Jones is the former costumed adventurer known as Jewel, though she retains her superhuman strength, invulnerability, and healing. Over the years, Jessica has been many things, a superhero, private investigator, wife, mother, friend, and more. Across the multiverse, oh no, there exist infinite versions of Jessica from countless realities. They are the variants. Yeah, and we've been talking about the idea that we, we don't know why, but Marvel is so in. Oh, we know why. It's and, the, well, the Spider-Verse movie made a billion dollars. Then you also have the, you know, Doctor Strange. Then yeah. you also have, and I mean, Spider-Man. all these. And then you even have, you know, What Ifs thrown in with the TV show. So, yeah, you have that. But in the comics, again, I know that you want to say, well, it's because of the movies. And you go that they rarely cross over both ways that way anyway. And I don't think that everybody somebody- wants to do it. Though. Like every office in Marvel, right? The, the, the Spidey office, the, this office, that office, every office. Oh, we got to do our own multiverse. And somebody above them should have said, hey, multiverses are fun, but you can't all do it at the same time because it gets stupid. In in this whole deal, just this past week, you ended up having an interview, the X-Men stuff. They they have a big thing on Aped, the, the website Aped, and they end up having interviews. Mm-hmm. And the big talk of that was multiple versions of characters. And can we have multiple versions of characters? And we don't want to have multiple, like the idea of having too many Wolverines or having this or, you know, crossing over and having... You know, too many things. This was more X-Book stuff. But in the regular run, like they have to sit here and say this stuff is not it's starting to get too much. And I don't know why you would have. Oh, I love Spider-Verse years ago. I'm going to get a book called The Variants with Jessica Jones and a bunch of multiversal deals with her when we haven't really had a Jessica Jones solo deal in a while anyway, which I would have rather have just had. And in the story. There is an interesting story. Me and you both talked about this. The idea that there the is. Purple Man- The concept is good. He is in a coma, so he I shouldn't like be able title, to hurt right? anybody. The, the pun on the whole variant cover thing, comic, meta, yeah, that's fine. Uh, screw the multiverse. Get that out and just have this idea of a story where the Purple Man might have put sleeper type of deal where he can end up from the coma, from the quote unquote dead, but the, he can still end up going with the mm-hmm. on the anniversary- of him controlling her, he can still control her. That's enough for a solo series without variant versions of Jessica. It, w- it would also be nice you could set that story in the current Jessica Jones continuity that we've seen in, in Devil's Reign and Daredevil and those books, because this takes place apparently in some sort of not out of continuity, but not at any particular time I just think in it's continuity. just there to be whatever because they're going to deal with multiverse things. We may even find out. And I ask Gail Simone. And I, usually when I ask her stuff, she, she does answer. She doesn't answer this because I think there might be a twist. I think there might be something going on that maybe in the actual book that we start out at, could it be that we're in the multiverse already? And that twist and turns, even with the idea that at the end, when the variants come, what are you talking? This is my house. Who knows what mm. the heck is going on? Plus, you get jokes from the TV shows. I think that Gail Simone is one of those. She hasn't done a lot of books in the big two. I think that they asked her to do this, and she might have said, I haven't kept up with things. I just want to do what I do. And they probably said, okay. And she's like, yeah, I watch the TV shows. Let's go. It is. I know that we want everything to be set up and, hey, when does this happen or whatever? But, yeah, I just think this is you go with it. But we are told a very specific date. It's one day before the 10th anniversary of when she was taken over by Kilgrave. So in in that sense, it's a very specific time. But in that, you end up having Gail Simone come in, and we complain, there's too much multiverse. 
you know, there's too many things. Right now we have the what if Miles Morales book going on that, you know, everybody's mm, up in arms yes. about with that. We have the Gwenverse book. We we hated that book before it was cool. Yeah, to hate really. That book. We, we did. We have Miles himself off hipsters. in the multiverse in his regular book. I'm telling I'll miss out on some. So we have Avengers Forever that is all doing and the Avengers itself. You're having variants and time travel, all these things going. And there's probably more that I'm not saying here. There's too many. And I think maybe what Gail Simone does here. Maybe to the detriment of it, I don't know, is that she's not going to have this first issue really focus on the multiverse of variants. It's going to set up no. the story, which is there's fine. This one, there's one bit early on where she talks about thinking back to when she's getting ready for her wedding day. And she talked about going into a makeup store, which is very much not a Jessica Jones place to go. She feels very uncomfortable there, which I mean, that's that's the character. I think that that makes sense with the character. She, But she wants to look nice for Luke. Right, it's a special day. She's got to go out of her way, and they, the sales lady talks about it. we have all these different colors of lipstick here, and each one will make you a completely different person. Which you know she doesn't really mean literally like it's magic lipstick. It's just like you know the way you look. It makes you it's your choices. So I think thematically that's an interesting way to set up. Here's how you could be a different person, different choices you might have made in the past. But it takes so so long to get where it's going. You end up where. Yeah, she's getting dizzy lately. She's having headaches. She has stopped drinking yeah, coffee. It says she's but passed out like three times in the past two days. And oh, I know. Maybe you should get that looked into, Jessica. Yeah, Especially maybe. In, you're in a universe where all these bad guys can take your brain over and your brain's acting funny. You know, maybe call Reed Richards or somebody to have that looked into. As she's right outside staring at the stomping grounds, the coffee shop, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I remember when I went and was getting married and ended up getting lived. Oh my God, I'm getting dizzy. Oh my God, I'm passing out. There's this guy here who sees her, you know, looking like she's got a headache. Miss, do you need any help? And then she just, she's about to keel over on top of him and he's real upset. And then you turn the page and you get the best looking page in the issue. We get where Daredevil was up on the roof. He sees or senses what's happening and swoops down and, you know, picks her up before she can fall over. That is a very cool looking I page. wanted him to yell at this poor guy, pervert, and leaves and just gets this guy upset. He's like, I, I wasn't doing Aww. anything. I was just walking by, pervert. And he goes, but he ends up in the, the dialogue. And that's, you know, that is a Gail Simone deal. You're going to have that back and forth dialogue. You're going to have a nice quippy dialogue. He ends up, hey, I, I know you've been hanging out. I saw you. You're looking at the coffee shop. I know you quit coffee. She's like, you can tell that, you know, just from your senses. Yeah, it's complicated, whatnot. He goes, but yeah, they end up talking about, yeah, I've kind of been, you know, trying to do things, trying to get things together. Please don't tell me we're getting the Defenders back together again. We're doing that TV show thing anyway, even though that is the Defenders team. But you end up, no, it's Maria. She needs, you know, us to support her. She has a right. hearing. Now, this, this is a, a brand new character as far as I can tell, right? Maria Snyder. It's someone else who was taken over by Kilgrave right before Jessica was. Yeah, it was the what she tells Jessica, the trial stage. He was mm-hmm. trying but to figure out. Now it's ten things. years later, and Maria has burned down her own house with her own family inside, which makes Jessica think, you know, you know, heck with her. Why I'm friends with her, but come on. Yeah. Also, I think that she uh, obviously knows that the Kilgrave deal, and she doesn't want any part. She wants to forget about that and leave it aside, and says. You know, and and you do have, you know, Matt say she needs us. Come on. And he, she's like, OK. And then Matt, it, see, that's Gail Simone does have some funny lines where where's something nice, you know, don't. Be, and yeah. they like, really? A blind man knows that I dress horribly <laughs> like that's funny. That and was funny. 
And then she goes back. When you have Gail Simone say that, you know, Luke Cage is the mountain I climb, I got a little sexed up there. I don't know about you. And I'm like, holy moly. Ain't Uh, ain't no mountain high enough. Yeah, really. And she's like laying there and says the anniversary is coming. I am having problems sleeping. And now it's really bad. And I don't, you know, I end up having nightmares and things like that. But then the next morning, I guess she's like, well, if I'm getting back to all this whatnot, I'll go get coffee and goes to get coffee. And then you end up having this guy who owns a coffee shop say, this was hey, a strange scene. So weird. It's it's not well set up. And the idea where I think that you're supposed to play off that Jessica hasn't been thinking right. Things are getting wonky in her head. She's not remembering things. She's passing out. He's like, yeah, you're going to do your job. You know, the what? Who was it? I was going against who? Oh, Hammerhead, which is funny because. Hammerhead recently, it really had some problems, ended up getting shot. He didn't die. It was revealed. But he's had some problems. And yeah, he comes in to shake down was that in this Daredevil? coffee owner. Yeah, it was in Daredevil. That was Kingpin stuff. They end up coming in. Yeah, give us the money, man. So over the top. I, I don't know. And I know that Hammerhead might send some guys in. This guy, That's you know, what I was thinking, right? Because they're doing a protection racket. But, you know, they're in broad daylight in the area where, you know, Matt Murdock hangs out all the time. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just to have a fight scene. Like you got to have a fight scene in a superhero comic. So yeah, they happen. It's the, the old trope where the bad guys come into a restaurant exactly when the heroes happen to be there just getting some coffee and Jessica just without even barely, not even spilling her coffee, not even putting her coffee down, just, you know, breaks all their legs and beats them yeah, up. Yeah, and, and breaks, you and know, then, hammerheads. And, then, and breaks, some, breaks the coffee urn and then demands a free Danish. Yeah, says I've okay. done my job. So what do you think's happening tomorrow, right? Because this coffee shop owner is dead, right? They're going to send more goons the next day just with the Tommy guns and just boom, 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 boom. I boom. think they set it on fire. <laughs> I don't I don't think Jessica did him any favors here. You end up with all that, that they go to this courtroom. And it is this woman we didn't know before, but we find out this Maria Snyder. She was somebody who was controlled by Kilgrave before Jessica. And, she- and then she says, I didn't kill my family. Zebediah Kilgrave, the purple man, did it. We're told that this is a bad move on her part because people don't want to believe in mind control. But this, again, we say that this is the Marvel universe. Mind control happens all the time. Alien invasions happen all the time. All this is, is you have to get the information out. And then you have Matt say, hey, you got to talk to her. She wants to talk to you. Ah, you know, little, you know, the judge is allowed. So they go in and talk just so that this girl can say, listen, Kilgrave marked me. He ended up controlling me. I was the practice dummy to use before he got to you. But now that the anniversary of the deal is, I don't care what you tell me, dead or not. And that's the problem. The idea, and I'm telling you, Gail Simone tries to play the game. Yeah, mind control is one thing, but the court and the judge will think that Kilgrave's dead. He right. is on the books dead, so he can't be controlling you. So what she you. says, it's almost like a, a time bomb that she says Kilgrave planted yeah, it's in like her brain. A, it's like a sleeper agent type deal. All of a sudden, boom, he had left something in there. It activated. Now he's controlling me again and told me to burn my family and the building and all. And he's going to do it to you. You better watch out. She gets pissed and leaves and then goes back. So she's all she's already been having problems. She does call Jennifer, She-Hulk, to you know help her out, which that's a good move, right? Get somebody super strong who would able actually be able to stop you if you go nuts. But she does she does this on her way home, so I can see why, like rationally, yeah, she shouldn't go home. But emotionally, that's your first first thought: is I got to get home, check on my also family. I think that she just thinks that's bullcrap, and I'm going to go. Though she should realize that it's not bullcrap. She's been having yeah, nightmares. I'm sure, I'm sure she's, she's been- conflicted, right? I'm sure she's got both thoughts in her mind at the same time. 
yells at Matt and tells him to get the hell away from her. Says, you knew what was going on. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you let me know what was going on here? And uh, thinks that she's kind of been set up by Matt. Matt says, I can't tell you. It's, you know, attorney-client privilege. Uh, Come on. And she goes and calls She-Hulk and then goes and goes into her house. Obviously seeing herself there, but I guess she would never think that. But she should recognize. I guess you don't see yourself from behind all that much. But so she sees herself and her. She's wearing the other Jessica's wearing. I think the same outfit we saw this Jessica wear yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. it's kind of her so, jeans yeah, and get, a leather jacket. That's kind of right. her look. Yeah. They get into a, a fight there. Little little Jessica and Jessica action. Now she says it must be a scroll. What's going on? Where's my daughter? Where's my husband? I'm going to tear your head off. You're in my house. No, I'm not. I'm in my house. And then they get hit by a cap shield. And now there's Jessica Jones' cap. <laughs> okay. And that's the end. Looking very much like the, the uh, Captain Carter cover. So we're going to have all these different variant <sighs> versions of her. And yeah, you know, and then you get like the wow moment next of, oh, my God, Jessica's kissing Daredevil, but it's probably not our Jessica. It's just everything is going to get wonky, I'm afraid. Uh, but by the end, it's okay. I thought it was an interesting concept. I am curious. Maybe we'll find out that the Jessica we thought was the real Jessica wasn't actually the real Jessica, but she thinks she's the real Jessica. Because, of course, they all think they're the real Jessica. So with that, what would you give it? I am intrigued enough in the story. I like the lipstick metaphor kind of a lot, even though it, it took up a lot more space than it needed to. I'm going to give this a very hopeful because I like beginnings of stories, 7 out of 10. I'm going to match your 7 out of 10 because I do like the art. And I do like this idea that Kilgrave has been able to put this little trigger in Jessica's head that will end up, you know, activating when the anniversary of him taking her over and doing all that stuff to her comes up. And why I like that is just like you have Maria going to court and how is she going to convince people that Kilgrave did this because he's in a coma at this point. He should not be able to be doing this. When Jessica ends up having the anniversary, people are going to think, hey, you're just upset about the anniversary. When she starts saying, oh, no, like he's controlling me, they'll tell her. No, he he's in a coma. He can't do that. He's in a coma. And you will have that, is it really happening, isn't it? And that is really, really intriguing. That is a really neat concept. But then you muddy it up with these variants. And I don't know that you need to do this. Obviously, they just come at the end. So I'll have to see what that means. But you could even tell me that these variants aren't even real. That it's like, oh, my God, I'm seeing these different versions of me. We'll see. It'd be funny if nobody else sees them. Like, she's going real wacko because the the whole play will be, this is the anniversary of what Kilgrave did to her. She's going to be upset. And and that's another thing, that you only have Luke Cage, where he is just kind of sleeping. I want to see if he's actually been, you know, trying to help Jessica. As Does he realize that? Whatever. It's just kind of a weird play. But overall... Multiverse deal, if you don't mind right now, if you're not reading the other books or you don't mind this multiversal nonsense, I think you'll like it more than us. If you end up where you're a Jessica Jones fan, which I'm not a fan, and I hate to say I'm not a fan because that kind of insinuates I don't like the character. I just don't have much connection with Jessica Jones. I know a lot of people like her even from the TV show. I'm not a TV movie guy, so I didn't watch those. So I don't even have that connection, but I don't really have any connection to her as a character. The only things that I ever get her in are when she's just the side character. You know, she was in Devil's Reign at that point. Yeah, I liked her in that, but I'm not a person who seeks out 
a Jessica Jones story, but maybe I will. Maybe I'll go back and even read the original Alias stuff with Bendis. So that may change. But at this point going into this, I was here more for Gail Simone coming back, Marvel deal. So I did like it. And I thought that some of the stuff might have been forced, but I still like some of the dialogue. And I said I like the art. So I'll go seven out of ten as well. But with all of that, I do have to apologize because as I'm doing this, I have to insert things and do all these things because we had problems with the recording. We ended up then going off and talking about Venom Lethal Protector number three. And I didn't like it. Jason did like it. In fact, it was his book of the week. So it's a weird deal. I'm not even going to go and say my book of the week was Iron Cat. I'll let you know that. But I'm not going to pretend that we're doing this or that or whatever. I'm recording this after the fact because the recording just took a dump on us. We even had a little bit of a problem while we were recording, but I didn't know it was going to be this bad. So with that, Jason really did like the, and I say really did, I think he gave a 7-8 to the Venom Lethal Protector, but that ended up being his book of the week. Mine ended up being on the Patreon, and it was the Iron Cat number one, which I gave a 7.5. So if you want to listen to that, you can go over to the Patreon, listen to our spotlight that we did also with the Mecca. I always forget what the name of it is, the Christos Gage continuation of the Avengers Mecca title. I'm telling you, I'm all out of sorts now as I'm just getting so frustrated with the idea that this recording didn't work out. But all of that said and done, we'll just, you know, go off into the sunset here. But just remember, my book of the week was Iron Cat number one and Jason's was the Venom Lethal Protector. I do want to pull aside and say that it is kind of one of those things where my book of the week was a seven five and Jason's was a seven eight. We even had books like The Avengers that we didn't end up doing because they just were something that were frustrating to us and whatnot. I'm hoping that starting next week, I think that we need a full out podcast rebirth where I'm going to wipe my mind, even wipe my mind of the nonsense of the multiverse, wipe my mind of all this. I'm going to come in fresh. I really do want to, you know, get people fired up for the comics. I love reading these comics, even when I get frustrated or don't like a comic. I still like reading it and talking about that, though sometimes it feels like I'm grumpy, as some reviews say, but also that I'm just, you know, screaming and yelling. It's more me than Jason. And then over on the DC side of things, it's more me than Eric. It's always me. It's not you. It's me is what I'll tell everybody listening. But, yeah, I think that got to get a little reset batteries coming up just as an aside, not to push it because I don't like pushing. My birthday's coming up this week. Maybe what I'll do is I'll have my birthday. I'll relax a little. It's July 3rd, too, which I do bring up only because when I was a kid, we didn't have a lot of money. So my mom and dad would trick me and tell me that my birthday party was actually fireworks on the 4th of July. And then when I said, but why is it that it's on the 4th of July? My birthday's on the 3rd of July. And they would lie to me and say, well, we want to make sure that everybody knows about it. And it takes time for the word to get out. I was dumb. I thought that this was all right. And fireworks that was usually my present and i fell for that i mean i think until probably i was 38 is what happened now but yeah if my birthday's coming up maybe i'll use that as a way to reset relax a little just calm down breathe in breathe in the goodness exhale the badness is what they say is what i hear maybe at woodstock I, i gotta watch out for the brown acid but all of that going down Let's all get ready for next week and let's get positive. Let's try to do things. I hate to play the game of 
taking books off of the show to make it positive. That's a false positive in my mind. Maybe I need to look at things a little different. I know it's not going to happen. I'm just saying this to try to get people fired up. Let's get fired up for these books, right? But yeah, with all of that, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go over to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our, what is that called? The Patreon. Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where we're starting a new month coming up. It's July, coming up tomorrow as I record this. And if you end up jumping on then, you can pick any level that's right for you. And then you won't get charged right away. You can listen to all our programs. We have a ton of shows, usually about 60 to 70 unique podcast episodes, if that's how you say it. We have a ton of stuff, even more stuff coming up. So you can go and check all that stuff out and you won't be charged until August. But if you decide it's not for you, you quit before then never to be charged. So it is a free trial. And then you can go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Check out reviews mostly from Gabe. So with all of that, I apologize for the short episode. I apologize to Jason that things went wonky and we didn't get the whole thing on here. And even then, it started getting wonky in the middle of the variants. Is I hope that it's kind of seamless. It probably won't be. But I ended up having to edit a lot out because of it getting really janky and stuff like that. So, everybody, I hope that you still enjoyed it. I hope that you are enjoying the books. And with that, remember, go read comics. That's what we say all the time. And we'll talk to you next week. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.